Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Sunday, 28th of August. They've arrested how many? Already? We haven't even had the blooming thing and they've arrested 200 people. I'd avoid it like the plague. They've arrested 200... I can't believe it. That must be an all-time record, mustn't it? This is, uh, this is intelligence. 200 people, uh, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, who were going there to ruin your day by thieving, mugging, stealing, knifing, you name it. 200 pe- I can't believe it. 200 people. I've kind of lost interest in the Notting Hill Carnival. It grieves me a little bit to say that. But to be brutally frank with you, I'd completely forgotten until the other week that it was on again. And you sort of think, I know people go, oh, it's all, it's great and it's this, but we've arrested 200 people. That doesn't look very promising, does it? Perhaps there's more, more baddies going there than we ever thought possible. Anyway, apart from that... Welcome to Sunday. Welcome to your bank holiday. Not that I give a stuff either way. I really couldn't care less. It's bank holiday. It's going to rain in a certain part of the country. Luckily, not too much down here. I think it's going to be up north. So if you're heading anywhere, I'd head down south and go to the beaches. Because you will be eating. How many ice creams are you going to be eating this week? Ten million, apparently, over this weekend. Ten million ice creams. How lovely. Cheapest place I found was Iceland, where you get six Cornettos for two quid. Six. There's a huge markup on Cornettos. Uh, admittedly, they aren't giant size ones, but it's still enough for kids. I mean, if, if I had loads of kids floating around everywhere, I'd be sort of shoving them into ice creams from uh, from Iceland because it's the cheapest place to go to. You can get like ten lollies for a quid. Ten lollies for you can't even make them for that price. Anyway, apart from that, uh, you're very lucky to get me this morning. I nearly died. I nearly died this morning because I did what I usually do. And it's, I get up in the morning and you go to the bathroom, pick up the shaver, go to the sitting room, put the shaver down, go into the kitchen, push the machine, get the cup of coffee, come back to the sitting room, sit down, turn on the television. I do this every day without fail. It's obviously, I mean, there's something the matter going on with me. I think I've got one of those things where I'm sort of, I've kind of programmed to do everything in the same way. And, and I sit down on the settee, I put the television on, I immediately go to the news channel, see who's died, see what's happening, see what's going on in the world. And if it's nothing too special, then I flick through, try and avoid the, um, anything that's got the word jewellery on it, or failing that, anything to do with uh, roulette and the spinning of the wheel. I'm, I'm a bit bored with that now, actually. <laughs> they must make a fortune, these companies, but I am. I think I'm over it. And, and then I pick up my box of tablets, because all my tablets are split into, you know, those I take in the morning, those I take lunchtime, those I take in the evening, you know, bedtime and all the rest of it. And I put a whole load in my mouth, and I think it was uh, eight tablets, seven or eight tablets. And I put them in, and what I do is I hold them in my mouth, and then I take a slurp of water, and in one, gone. Not this time. This time, I didn't have any water in the city room, so I put some coffee in my mouth, and unfortunately, two of the tablets, I know it sounds really bizarre, they got stuck at the back of my throat. And actually, they, they'd gone into my throat, and I started choking on them. I couldn't, uh, and they, they sort of stuck to the, the lining of my throat, and they started dissolving, but they were sort of, they were quite um, the sort of tablets that you should really swallow because the stuff inside them tastes a bit horrid. And I can't get rid of this blasted taste of these things. So I've got two stuck at the back of my throat, and I start choking. And so I'm swallowing coffee and water. I'd rushed into the bathroom by this time, thinking, if I'm going to be ill, I might as well be ill in the bathroom. And, um, and eventually managed to, uh, to sort of dislodge it. But in between, I mean, it took a good ten minutes. Good ten minutes sort of coughing and sort of, oh, I'm thinking, oh, God. And then, of course, I couldn't, I couldn't gargle for some reason because these things had lodged in my throat. It was getting very touch and go. So anyway, at least eventually it worked. 
and uh, and all is well, and uh, I stand before you, the humble person, not, uh, who is going to be with you until 7 o'clock this morning. So there you go. I mean, that's, I just thought I'd mention that now, because it's the bank holiday weekend. I like the bank holiday weekend. I like any weekend. I like any weekend, and uh, a bank holiday especially. I arrive in. I've, uh, I've ordered a, a John Williams box set the other day. John Williams, who does all the film music. And uh, this has got everything. I think this is 40 years. It always makes me laugh. You've got the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra, who are very good. Uh, Plus, you've got um, the Crouch End Festival Chorus. And I know you laugh when we we talk about the Crouch End Festival Chorus. But I promise you, we've actually got uh, loads of groups who record with the Festival Chorus. And so I bought that as well. And then you remember I told you I've got this thing about chips. Not chips as in eating, but chips, the California Highway Patrol. And I thought I'd, I'd order some of the box sets to see what, what it was like with Eric Estrada and uh, Larry Wilcox as Ponch and John. And so I bought uh, a six-disc... Blimey, I forgot what I've ordered it here, actually. I've got Series 1, the complete first season, six discs, and complete uh, Season 2, which actually is an even bigger box. Oh, God knows how many are in here, I think. It must be loads, I think. Uh, so I've got that to watch eventually. And then the other thing I had to get, I had to get The Jungle Book, uh, mainly because I thought it was just so brilliant and so clever. And uh, I bought that. So that's got... And then Nick Knowles' latest film, which is Golden Heist. Golden Heist? Uh, I think that's out tomorrow. So I'd already ordered that anyway, I told him. And if you didn't hear the interview with Nick Knowles and Bill Turnbull, then you have to uh, you have to go to the LBC website. You can download it. And it goes out again this evening at nine o'clock. Really good. So one lady wrote to me yesterday and said, I've just woken up hearing Nick Knowles. It's the first time I've heard somebody who's actually talked more than you. Yes, I mean, he was, he was pretty, I'd hardly got a word in. Hardly got a word in. But uh, luckily managed to get my six penneth in. I'm getting paid for it, so I might as well be nice about it. Uh, anyway, uh, 84850, steve at uk. I've lived in London for years, says somebody, and uh, I've never been to the Notting Hill Carnival. No, I mean, I've not either. I know people who have. I know people who, who go to the Notting Hill Carnival, but, you know, that statistic can't be right, can it? 200 people arrested. What sort of pond life goes and disrupts everybody else's day? I mean, I don't, I don't even want to think about it. Would these be people that, I mean, I've said before, if you're going... And I think today's... It's today Children's Day. I think it might be Children's Day today. But... Uh, and and there, will be, there will be trouble. That's the worst thing. You know that there's going to be people off their faces on drugs who are going to go there and they're going to ruin it for everybody else. As far as I'm concerned, they should sort of whisk them off the street. Well, I suppose which is what they did with the 200. And then, uh, and then keep them well away. Because it's just ridiculous. This, this, the scum. We want to see some of the scum we get around here. The drug dealers around here. It's, it's quite bad. It'll be exactly the same at Notting Hill Carnival. And because there's loads of people, here comes my advice again. If you're going to the Notting Hill Carnival, do not take a wallet laden with money. Just take enough money that you'll need for something to eat, a piece of chicken or whatever, and, uh, and an ice cream and a drink. Or that, oh, that's about it. Don't get drunk down there. Don't wear flashy jewellery. Take your watch off. You don't need it. And don't take your phone. OK? Simple as that. Because if you take it down there... Somebody will take it off you. It's as simple as that. I'm only saving you from all these things. The Notting Hill Carnival drones on for year number, whatever it happens to be. I can't remember. And uh, I'd quite like it to be trouble-free. I'd quite like it to be trouble-free. I don't want it to be, you know, full of, you know, people coming away having had a bad time. I quite like the idea that you can have a good time, but you just have to be aware. Excuse me one minute. Oh, delicious. I needed that cup. We were such a rush. We were sitting outside, and I was trying to get some uh, little bits and pieces together. And then we looked at the clock, and the producer went, Oh, 
And so we ran, so I sounded a bit puffed out when I got into the studio. And uh, it takes me about two minutes to set the blooming thing up. But at least I've had it. We've managed it. Come on, goodness sake, honestly, it's not that complicated, is it? Uh, and then I, uh, there was the other, the other story which was in the paper today of somebody calling for Richard Branson to be stripped of his knighthood. What for? Was that because poor old Corbyn had to sit on his bum on the floor of a train as a publicity stunt? I do hope not. That'd be terrible, wouldn't it? Uh, plus, um, who's the bloke in the cooking? Is it um, Paul Hollywood? Uh, there's a bit of the paper, because you know all these celebrities bring out their own cookware and stuff like that. They don't make it, they just endorse it and they get paid a fee. Well, I'm telling you, this is way overpriced. Way overpriced. You can get so much cheaper. And I'll be telling you exactly how on the programme this morning. Uh, plus, Honey G says she's going right to the top. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they've started sort of leaking out, leak being the operative word, uh, the sad people from uh, The X Factor. So you've got Honey G, who's an ancient old rapper. I want you to know, I'm, I'm bigger than the... Oh, the usual sort of claptrap. So again, we'll be pointing and laughing. Then there's another bloke who apparently is so amazing. He's singing... A, I mean, here we go. You've got to have the sob stories. This one, Tugs at the Heartstrings. He's singing a song to his brother who died when he was two months old. And this boy was two years old. So it's that far back in the mists of time. They've obviously had to scour everything to find out what you can come up with, uh, you know, to sort of to get people, th- because that's not what it's about. But as one of the columnists said today, it's the usual bunch of stories, isn't it? You know, if you've got a grandmother who got run over by a cement mixer or something and she's hardened to it now, or if you've got, you know, if you've got, you, you took your granny out and you lost her on a lilo off Bridlington or so. If, if you've got any stories like that, that's what they look for. Because otherwise you don't get any publicity on the X Factor. It's no good just, yeah, you could do it. Yeah, you could do a montage, Snow Patrol, Coldplay, anything like that. And then up in Manchester, they had um, they had Gay Pride again. That's where a lot of uh, overweight queens and very skinny queens go and blow whistles. It's all very exciting. And you get a few few people from uh, from Coronation Street, Kim Marsh dressing up as somebody. I don't know, Kim Marsh probably, and a few other people. Anthony Cotton was there, but then he's there every year, isn't he? And it's just it's just a bit dreary and boring. And apart from that, who cares? We're all on holiday. Everybody's on holiday. You don't have to. Oh, wait a minute. You do have to work. You do have just suddenly realise if you're one of those people working, then you're really up a gum tree, aren't you? Everybody else is out enjoying themselves and you're having to work. It doesn't matter, does it? Make of it what you will. Make of it what you will. Uh, The latest bunny boiler is going out with Aussie. He cheated with five girls in five countries, says Sharon Osbourne. I'm surprised he's not cut his dangly things off by now. Seriously, fancy going to the papers saying my husband found me so desperately unattractive that he went off with five women in five different countries. God, dear, absolutely terrible. Anyway, the latest, says Sharon, is a bunny boiler. I don't know what the definition of a bunny boiler is. I'm assuming it's somebody who's dressed dreadfully unattractive but available. Is that a bunny boiler? Would that be a bunny boiler? Oh, they get very clingy, do they? Well, bunny boilers get clear. Oh, blimey, all right. Bunny boilers are clingy, apparently. Bit of a worry, isn't it, really? And uh, Usain Bolt's chat-up line is, show me your boobs and you can see my bits. Look, I'm going to be sick. Look, I'm going to be sick. Uh, also, uh, what was the other one, actually? Oh, yes, the, the good news is that uh, they've decided to put on Canberra Sound some lifeguards and they're going to leave them there till the end of the summer. Don't want any more blooming disasters down there, do they? I mean, 12 people in a week have drowned on British beaches. 12 people. Just absolutely appalling. The worst, fate worse than death. I mean, it's just absolutely awful. Uh, plus, Nicole Scherzinger 
This is the one who pulled out of Cats in America because she wants to be famous. And I think basically she just wants to find a boyfriend who'll stick with her because she's so blooming boring. And uh, and get herself pregnant is what they seem to want to do nowadays. And uh, so she's on there. Plus, what was the other thing? Oh, there was another one uh, which was about um, Katie Wasel, who's come out of the Big Brother house. I mean, to be honest with you, she was a nobody when she went in. She's a nobody now. But now that they, they've told her what, what Christopher Biggins said, but she knew what Christopher Biggins said, apparently, because she had to see a psychiatrist. What? I mean, because of, of something that happened, because of some comment that he made, which I haven't heard. I've got no idea what he said. Not remotely interested. Not remotely interested. But to be honest with you, you know, if you had to go and see a psychiatrist every time somebody was sort of rude to you or made some reference to the Holocaust or something like that, might you'd spend most of your time in rehab. And so, of course, it's, you know, she's luckily managed to sell the story and spin it round to her. You know, my mother escaped this and all that kind of stuff. He's a vile man. He's this and that. I'm thinking, listen, just get over yourself, please, please, for the sake of everybody. Just making yourself look very silly now. Everybody understands exactly what it was. We've done it in the newspapers. We don't need to do it again. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, and the BBC said they were right to screen the raid on Cliff Richard's house. Good. Can't wait for somebody in your newsroom to have the uh, the police helicopter turning up. Oh, sorry, no, the uh, the BBC helicopter turning up. That'll be interesting, won't it? Uh, sure as God made little apples, it will happen. And yes, I went to Nando's. Yes, I went to Nando's. Because I was going to Nando's on Freitag, on Friday. And everybody's saying, you won't like it, you won't like it. And I'll tell you about it in a moment. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. 5.20, Steve Allen's early breakfast. Neil says you're nearly choked taking the tablets. Makes you panic. Horrible feeling. Well, the worst thing was that the tablets stuck to the back of my throat and they started dissolving. <coughs> Excuse me. One of them is, um, is an aspirin, a dissolving aspirin. But it started dissolving while stuck to my throat and I couldn't shift it. I tried coffee. I tried water. So I'm coughing away like mad. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. It really was. I thought to myself and then I and then I tried to gargle. But because the tablets were stuck to my throat, I couldn't gargle. I thought, my God, I might never speak again. <laughs> nice thought for some people, I suppose. And uh, he, he had a, a neighbour's lake all to himself. For a day's fishing, he said, your brother would love it. Yeah, he would. That would be the kind of thing he would love. I think he's just come back from France. I think my brother's just come back. I think so. I'll have to check. I, I don't really keep up with sort of things when he uh, when he sort of goes out and starts doing his fishing weekends away and things like that. He says, oh, and one of Teddy with a worm whilst we were digging up. But why is it kids want to hold worms? Oh, horrible. The worst thing was, well, you know, you were a kid and you start digging in the garden, garden and you cut a worm in half. With his, oh, that's even worse. Anyway, back to Nando's. So I go there and um, I'm taken by Paul Smith. You know, the, uh, oh, I don't know. Hello. Uh, hey, Dr. Finlay. Anyway, so he's, he said we go to Nando's. We go to Nando's in, in Teddington. And what you have to do is you have to sort of say, can we sit there? And they go, yeah. And uh, then they, they, they bring you a menu. And then what, what you do is you sort of, you have to go back inside, order your food and uh, then you have to and you, you have to bring your drinks back yourself and and then you have to go and get your napkins and your condiments and your knife and fork so it's basically self service apart from sort of taking the food to the table so i'm looking through the menu and a lot of it seems that it, it's it's basically chicken Okay, basically chicken, variations of chicken, chicken in a wrap, chicken out of a wrap, chicken flattened, chicken not flattened, chicken without bones in, chicken this, chicken that, piri siri sauce, chicken what? Alive, yeah, catch your own food. That'd be like. So I ordered the two bits together, 
uh, joined by the skin or something. It was, I mean, and, and it, it comes with two sides. A side um, can be anything like, well, I had coleslaw and chips. The chips were awful. I mean, seriously, they were dry in the middle. Obviously, been made ages before and kept hot because they were they should be crispy and light and fluffy in the middle. Well, they weren't. But I thought, no, what the hell? So I had the chicken. It was ten pounds something for this this chicken. I mean, I could have bought a whole farm for ten pounds for this for this misy little bit of chicken, which sort of even looked embarrassed on the plate. It was like, oh, don't don't look at me too much, Stephen. Don't look at me, please. I'm a bit of chicken. It was it was almost. Almost as bad as the harvester. And uh, with a bottle of wine, that kind of eases the pain, I think. And uh, and Paul had uh, some... He was throwing back the wine as well. And uh, quite a bit of wine, actually. And then he had um, um, a Coca-Cola thing, fizzy. You know, other brands are available, uh, except not there. And so we had... The, and we didn't even have a pudding. And I think that must have come to... I think the bottle of wine was probably about nine quid or something. Which will be quite expensive for Teddington. And uh, would I go there again? That's a tough one. The answer is probably no. The answer is probably no. There was nothing about it I thought was exceptional, apart from the fact we were sitting outside, which was quite nice. The company was great, uh, but it was just a piece of chicken. But but better than the harvester. Yeah. The the harvester was sort of prettier to sit outside, the one we went to, just that the food was distinctly lacking in anything. Uh, like flavour, it was just—it was just dull. It was just—I can—I can understand the market that Nando's appeals to because it was really busy. So I, I understand exactly what it is. It's just everybody was right. It's just not for me, not not my sort of thing. If I want a piece of chicken, which I had last night, I'll go to M and S or anywhere else, and uh, I'll bring back like I did yesterday. Uh, what they call them? Large drumsticks. Heated them up. Delicious. That was it. You know, and that was—and that cost me four pounds. For a box of drumsticks, six six giant drumsticks, and that was and that was with their markup. So you can imagine how much markup there must be at Nando's. I mean, how much is it? How much you know? Potato goes into the chips and a bit of coleslaw. It wasn't even great coleslaw. I was a bit I was a bit disappointed. What did that was a little bit disappointed. I wanted more because I thought, seeing as they're they're supposed to be the experts with it, you know, I would expect a little bit better. But anyway, all of that is neither here nor there because, you know, I shan't be bothering again. I could have been happier actually just sitting outside Marks and Spencer's with some oven chips, a bit of coleslaw. In fact, with the price I spent on it, I could have got a huge tub of coleslaw with cheese in it, which I love. Marks and Spencer's do this coleslaw with, with cheese. Well, I think that's what they said it is. And and you can get oven chips, which I do brilliantly in my halogen oven. And um, and, and the rest, they say, is history. But I thought it was a bit expensive what it was. All right, the, the wine was quite nice. Pleasant little pleasant little vintage yesterday. And, um, and and it was lovely. It was, you know, just not my sort of place. Not my sort of place. But there again, you know, it's like people who go and sit in Burger King. Again, not my sort of place either, really. I mean, every, every time I look at the pictures in Burger King, I think, why doesn't my burger ever look like that? And it never does. It never does. They all look a bit sort of squashy-washy. And they don't look as exciting. And if you go in there in, in Waterloo Station in the morning, um, I mean, it's never that busy. They obviously have sort of busy times in there. And they do, um, what are the hash browns? But they do little tiny ones, which are just deep. It's all deep fried anyway. And they sort of count so many up. You get 20 in a packet or something. It's ridiculous. Honestly. It really is. Spend a small fortune. Spend a small fortune. Uh, 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, Gary says, um, I'm glad you didn't choke to death. He said, when did you start working for the London Tourist Board? I saw a picture of a warehouse full of red striped beer ready for the Nottingham Carnival. Sounds very dodgy. We only get nice types for the Edinburgh Festival. Well, listen, years ago, it used to be quite nice, the Nottingham Carnival. It's just that it slightly bothers me that they've had 200 arrests already. 200 arrests. I mean, what I don't want to see, what I don't want to see is, um, is sort of... Um, 
is sort of running battles in the streets. But there will be people out there who are anti-police to start with. They'll, they'll mainly be the druggy types and people like that and people who carry weapons. And there'll be a lot of undercover police out there. Hopefully they'll be whisking people off the streets as fast as they can. Mike says, we visited in Nando's. The whole experience was hilarious. Never again. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't my sort of place, actually. I probably looked out of place anyway there. So quite attractive people there. Well, me. And, uh, and that's it. I've always been a person who's open to all cultures and appreciate all diversities, mm. says, uh, says Francesco. And, um, and uh, says also of culture and creed. In 1985, my girlfriend at the time insisted we go and see what it was like. Not 30 minutes, 30 minutes into the so-called party, we were caught in the middle of police on horses charge. And we were running in circles trying to avoid being caught in the middle. Yes, I mean, there was, there was an unauthorised drink seller around the corner with doubling up as a, as a seller of drugs. Uh, and, I mean, it's just really... Anyway, to this day, we've stayed friends with the lady that saved us, and every Christmas I send her a hamper. He says, as for the carnival, never again. I'd rather watch paint drying. I don't, you see, I mean, it's, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that this year, you know, there will be people who will be talking about... Um, about going, sorry, I got a bit distracted. About going to the carnival and getting very excited. If you're taking part in it, you know, to put the costumes on and all the rest of it, it's the outer, the outer bits of the carnival which I don't like. The underbelly to a carnival, which is, it's going to be an opportunity as it goes into the night for these big sound systems to really, really annoy people who live in the area. But luckily, most people move out, you know. And as you've heard on the news, people saying, you know, can you not urinate in people's doorways, please? I mean, it's 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 a great shame, isn't it, that it's deteriorated so much. And I don't think we need it anymore. I don't think the time is right to still have it. I mean, I know one of the organisers and the local MP will be talking to Andrew Castle this morning on Sunday breakfast. And I'm hoping that they're, they're going to say this. Well, obviously not the organiser, but the local MP might be saying that most people move out. You know, people will, will go and some people will have a very nice time. But the will, you know, for some people, it'll be awful. As I've said to you before, don't take your mobile phone. You don't need it, really. Make sure, oh, unless it's the kids you're trying to hound to the kids. Don't take, don't wear flashy watches or jewellery or anything like that. People will take it from you. People will take it. We've had that, you know, almost on a daily basis uh, the other year. And, I, and I, don't, I don't want to see it again. I really don't want to see it again. 84850, Steve at uk. Uh, what else have we got here? I like all the people who are following, actually. And uh, <coughs> I was I was talking actually about this uh, about this week. This this coughing was dreadful. I mean, this morning when I sort of choked on these blooming tablets, I seriously thought. At one point, I thought it's 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 just not going to dissolve. And as the tablet dissolved on the back of my throat, it tasted vile. It was really not uh, not good at all. And um, uh, Andy's going to take his brother's barge down the lift today. Oh, is that the I've seen a lift somewhere in the country where the boats go onto it and then it, it takes you down to another level. Is that right? Is that, I think that's it, yeah. I think. No, it, no, it's not. It's actually a lift. It is actually... You, you go in and the whole section of the river rises up on a crane. On a crane. And I think it's called... Wait, I'm going to find out what the blooming thing's called now. It's called canaltrust.org, I think. So, yeah, it's, it's in a lift. It's a river lift. The whole section of the river lifts up in this crane and you're in... I've seen photos of it operating. Have you found it? It's, uh Lift tickets. No, this is this is the online... T- it's... Try, um What would it come under, ladies and gentlemen? Come on, help us out, for goodness sake. I can't do everything myself. I'm not paid enough to do that. It's it's a, a thing where you take your, your boat, river river lift. Try, try river list... Ri- no, I don't know. British River... Oh, what would you call it? I don't know what you call it. But the, but the whole boat 
goes into this... Se- there you go, the Anderton boat lift. There you go. It's a... Look, you, you go in and then it drops down. Seriously, it takes the whole, the whole boat, 50 feet, to the Trenton Mersey. It goes down. The concept is simple. Two huge water tanks, each with watertight sealable doors, carry boats up and down. It's now got electric uh, operation, 1908, but they've now done it hydraulically again. Have you ever seen it before? So, yeah, you drive the boat in, and then the both ends seal, a bit like being in a lock, and then down it goes. Sloshing around all over the place. It's clever, isn't it? I'd heard about it. Yeah, I'm going to sneeze. Use it. God, blimey, honestly. It's either flu or I've got hay fever, and I don't even suffer from hay fever. But that's really nice, and it's, uh, it's called the Anderton Boat. It's in Cheshire. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? Very, uh, very excited. Uh, yes, so, so Francesco, thank you for that about the Notting Hill Carnival. You don't seem to want to go to the Notting Hill Carnival. It is ridiculous. And um, uh, what was this one here? Somebody says, is it true you're retiring soon? God, I can't even tell you about my contract. Can't even tell you about my contract. It'll upset you far too much. Uh, so, uh, so I won't. <laughs> Find it's easier to leave you being ignorant. Always works well. Eight four eight five zero Steve at lbc dot co dot uk. Apparently, if the carnival was a nightclub, Steve, it would have lost its license many years ago. <laughs> Jenny says Nando's have the skinniest chickens I've ever seen. <laughs> You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Of course, Friday. Oh, no, sorry, where were we going? I was back with the chicken again. Sorry, making me confused this morning. And um, somebody says it will never stop the Notting Hill Carnival, whatever the cost. Uh, Somebody says, listening from Barcelona, it's Janet. Uh, She's going to board HMS Oosterdam this morning for our cruise with Cliff Richard. He told me about that, so I know exactly where you're going. There's going to be an awful lot of Cliff fans and uh, you'll have a lovely time. I hope the weather's good for you. I'm sure it will be, actually. It doesn't, uh, doesn't change very much indeed. James from The Vamps. Are you working your way through all of the presenters on LBC? I think you're working your way through them, aren't you? Now it's my turn. Now I get him, because we're roughly the same sort of age. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and uh, he's, he's, he's following me. Oh, right, yes. I, th- uh, I think, I don't know. Well, he has actually, he at- has he done it to Darren Adam? Oh, right. Oh, right. OK. Anyway, he's, uh, he's, he's plugged my book. Did I mention my book? I've got a book out. It's called So You Want to Be a Celebrity. And he said, I finished this the other day. Great read. There you go. I've got a plug. <sighs> I love getting plugged. Actually, of course, the funniest thing, James, is, as you, as you will discover, you get, uh, you get silly people, people who've got, you know, they're not, they're not the full shilling or the full ticket. And, and they'll write a review on Amazon. This is the biggest pile of rubbish I've ever written. But, of course, they haven't actually read it because they don't have any money because they're basically on benefits. And so they can't afford to get it. And the local library won't actually stop it for them, uh, stock it. So what they do is they sort of write an offensive review. But, of course, all it does, it just, it just boosts sales. I mean, it's fantastic. I've never, I think out of all the books that came out, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, my one sold the most. I've, I've had the most sales of the book. And I know what you're going to say to me. When are you going to record the uh, the audio version? And it's it's finding time, as you will discover over the next few days. I shall explain things to you. But um, it's a good book. But I just love it when you get these reviews. Oh, this was the biggest pile of rubbish I've ever read in my entire life. You think it's because you can't read? That's why. You certainly can't spell most of them. Very embarrassing. If it wasn't for spell check, there'd be a lot of people there who wouldn't be getting jobs ever again. I shouldn't imagine. Eight four eight five zero Steve at LBC No, Andy, absolutely not. Not for. Ages. Not for ages. I mean ages. When I say ages, I mean 
Ages. Okay. Uh, Far more impressive than the Anderton lift is the Falkirk wheel. Not the Falkirk wheel. We haven't even seen the Falkirk wheel. Very impressive, says Brian in queue. And and somebody says here, oh, Claude. There we go. Wait, I'm just having a quick look. Oh, the Falkirk wheels. Blimey. Good Lord. You're right. Makes the Anderton lift look a bit dated. The Falkirk wheel. It's a rotating boat lift. And it, good God, opened in 2002. The wheel raises boats by 79 feet, but the Union Canal is still 36 feet higher than the aqueduct, which meets the wheel. Boats must also pass through a series of locks at the top of the wheel. Good God, that's something, isn't it? Especially if you go straight over the edge. That's amazing. One of two working boat lifts in the United Kingdom. The other, of course, being the Anderton boat lift. Look at the things you learn on this programme. How educational do you think we can possibly be? That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Somebody says, don't be a party pooper. The carnal is wonderful. Uh, we go every year and all have had a good time. Just nice to have everybody come together. Long may it continue, says Claude. Yeah, I think record number of arrests this year. Whoopee! Big up the carnival. Oh, that's how the... Cl- good God. Sorry, I'm now watching the animation of the, of the lift. Good Lord. That is abs... There's a time-lapse on Wikipedia. Good look. Show me it again. So the boat goes in at the bottom, and then it literally swivels round, and then the boat that's at the bottom goes to the top, and the boat that's on the bottom goes out into the water. How cool is that? That is, isn't that amazing? I think engineering is so... I don't understand it. There's no point in trying to pretend to you that I'm educated in the engineering department, because I'm, uh, I'm not, actually. It is very, Brian. You're quite right there. Very, very impressive. But, uh, Andy, don't, don't, don't worry. It's uh, great. Um, Steve, have you ever been for a meal to the rainforest in Shaftesbury Avenue? No. Don't, don't all the kids go there? Isn't that one of those things where it's... You get all the jungle noises in there. Yeah, I think that would drive me mad, actually. That would absolutely drive me crackers. I don't like doing things like that at all. And uh, anybody see watching uh, watching Big Brother? No, as we predicted, I did say, didn't we, that the bloke who would win it would be the one who was the most revolting in it. And um, he says, I won and people still hate me. It's pathetic. No, nobody likes you, I'm afraid, Mr Bear. You were disgusting, vile, cheap and... Uh, I wish you nothing but harm, I'm afraid. <laughs> nothing but harm. I just don't really think it's, uh, it's necessary to be so disgusting to people. Your language, everything about you is just revolting. So that's why people don't like you. But mind you, they never liked you before you went in. And also, you're not a celebrity. Mind you, talking of a celebrity, pointless celebrity version the other day. I didn't know three quarters of them. Is this the BBC's idea of taking the Michael and going, uh, these are celebrities. And you go, who are you? In fact, at one point, the, the poor bloke had to explain who his partner was, which didn't help because I didn't even know who the bloke was. Have you ever seen it? I mean, really, it's just the worst thing ever. Celebrity pointless or pointless celebrities. Because there was nobody, nobody on there who was... Um, uh, Zach says, Steve, what's your favourite sport? Nude leapfrog. Nude leapfrog. <laughs> don't know what's my favourite sport. I don't know, actually. I don't I'm not, As you can tell, if you listen to this programme for, uh, for, for any length of time, you will know that Steve Allen and sport do not necessarily go together. Oh, I'm getting, you're quite right. I'm getting all these knockbacks now from the vamps. Because once he sends his thing out, it, I've got loads of them. Loads of them. All the teenagers are going to bug me. Wow. 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 That's nice. Uh, Tricia says... Meet me again at HRC. What's that? I don't know what that is. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, and somebody says, what's the book about? The clue is, so you want to be a celebrity. OK, let's, uh, let's not make it too difficult for you. Uh, 
But uh, somebody says here, I don't want to be a celebrity. I want to be noticed by James McVeigh. And it's 5.26 and I'm still trying. Yeah, I, d- I didn't even try and I get noticed. What can I tell you? But uh, no, I do start. I do start by saying in the book, I'm not a celebrity. I'm a radio presenter. There's a complete difference. These people who go on television programmes like the ridiculous Stephen Bear and these other people, you know, they obviously think that they're some sort of celebrities. Whereas, in fact, they're not. They're, they're, they're generally failed old has-beens with no discernible talent. Oh, God, there's loads of these things coming in. Is that how it happens? He's got, he's got more than a million people. So now they're all going to be uh, finding out what, what the next book is. No, the, the book, So You Want to Be a Celebrity, is basically a guide to being a celebrity. And it's taken through years of experience of being in the business and seeing what makes you famous. You're either famous because you've been on a television programme or you've been out with somebody famous. That's what you get. You get fame by association. So in other words, if I go out with somebody who's very, very, just supposing, hypothetically, I went out with Sharon Osbourne, unlikely, but, you know, if I did, then the press would take pictures. The next thing is I become famous. Look at that dreadful, dreary old bag, Grant Bovey. Claim to fame, failed bankrupt, a failure in everything he does, and married to, um, oh, what's her face? Uh, no, I know who it is. I'm just trying to forget her. And so uh, the old Turner woman who, who took the old backhand of the old chocolate bar thing. And you think, and he's a celebrity. Answer no. That's why you kicked him first out of the Big Brother house. You know, in fact, most people have forgotten about him already. And he had his five seconds of fame and then he just disappeared. So that's what the book's about. The book is about people who want fame and also trying to hang on to the fame. And that's the saddest thing. There's a piece in the paper today. I, I, I will find it because when I read it, I laughed out loud. And it's very rare to find something that makes me laugh out loud. It, it was about a particular celebrity. And uh, and I think that these... Oh, they, they, apart from the fact that Mo's brother, this is Mo Farah's brother, faces being kicked out of the UK, he's an ex-lag. I'm assuming that's a crook. And he says that if he actually goes back to Somalia, he fears for his life. Don't worry, darling, we don't care about you at all. I couldn't care less where you go. I'm not really remotely interested. Not remotely interested at all. Uh, then there was a bit about uh, Max Wedlock. Max Whitlock, who's uh, got another go because he's going to get married. Uh, but, it's, but they have to find a, a date in the diary where him and his girlfriend can. And then, big surprise to nobody, ex-Corrie, well, as I say, not really a star at all, just a very average actress. Uh, Georgia May Foote has split from her Strictly Come Dancing boyfriend. Obviously, a dearth of publicity recently has meant that she needs to find somebody pretty quick so she can get back in. So she tweeted about it. You know, they wish each other well. In other words, she's found somebody else. Don't believe all the codswallop. Ooh, there's nobody else involved, you lying old baggage. Of course there is. But anyway, she says, I still love him very, very much. I'm going to be sick in a minute. Gets worse and worse, doesn't it? I still love him very, very much. Well, shut up about your stupid life. Shut up about it. Listen, you ditched the other boyfriend you went into Strictly and picked this one up, so you're obviously a bit, bit, a bit, uh, bit cheap, aren't you, in that department? Oh, look, people from Coronation Street. And uh, they were on uh, a float covered in sweeties for Manchester Gay Pride. So it was like a gingerbread house. So they've got three people. Uh, one is Kim Marsh, who'll turn up for the opening of a fridge. Uh, the other one is somebody called Rhea Bailey and Faye Brooks. I'm ever so sorry, girls. I've never heard of you in my entire life. I've heard of Kim Marsh because she just goes everywhere with her own photographer. Also, Anthony Cotton was there with Shane Ward. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, Shane. Did somebody tell me the other day that you've been a little bit of a naughty boy on the internet? Somebody tell me that, Shane. I believe you might have been. Have you been doing things on the internet? Have you? You know what I'm saying, Shane? Oh, dear. I wonder if the papers will be picking up on that one by tomorrow. I bet they will, because it's all over the internet. Shane, 
can't put this politely at all, so I don't think I'll bother, actually. Let me just say, he's sort of gone down the route of all these other silly people who expose themselves on the internet. He obviously thought he was talking to some girl or something, and so he's... um, He's obviously done... We've had everybody from Lee Ryan, I sent a sympathy card, uh, to uh, who else? Oh, there's been a few people from TOWIE. And now poor old Shane Ward. I bet your new girlfriend who's up the duff will be absolutely delighted. Woo! Result on that one, eh, Shane? I hope to God it's not you. I'm hoping it's just a lookalike, but the uh, the internet seems to think not. And, uh, and yes, I have seen it. And, uh, again, another sympathy card on its way to you. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. <coughs> so I'm going to cough my way through the programme. Uh, so anyway, so the Coronation Street people... Have we done that? Yeah, on, on a float. It was all very exciting, very dreary. And uh, nothing at all to do with gay pride. I don't know why these people sort of want to jump on the bandwagon. But at least Catherine Tilsley wasn't there. Thank God for that. She generally jumps onto any old bandwagon, doesn't she? And they go, oh, look, it's Catherine Tilsley. If only they concentrated as much on their acting. Good God, how many... This is absolutely unbelievable. There's no end of retweets for the vamps. Obviously a very popular little beat combo. Very popular little beat combat. A little bit out of my, my depth on the vamps, I have to tell you. But I might have to sort of update myself, I think. And uh, who did I see the other day? I saw Will, Will Manning the other day as well. And, uh, and, and also having a quick look, actually. Apparently, uh, CBB's Aubrey wants, wants the Paulie D. I don't know what that is. Is that somebody else who's in the programme? To be honest with you, now, now they've, all, uh, they've all disappeared. From from Big Brother, that's the last, hopefully, we'll ever see of them. With a bit of luck, actually. And uh, da, 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 I'm trying to find some other things in here. And um, John Jackson telling us a very funny story about his, uh, his next-door neighbours. Uh, also, did you see that dreadful picture in the paper? I saw it online yesterday of this lad who looks about 12 or 13, British, British lad, who's about to execute somebody as part of an ISIS video. These are sick people, perverts. Perverts, every single one of them. Disgusting, it really is. Honestly. No, no don't worry, because you can bet your bottom... He's, this is apparently some kid who they think they know who he is, they think they've identified him. And you think, um, you know, what sort of sick parents allow that to happen to their children? Answer, sick parents. I think we've answered our own question, haven't we, really? Uh, also, you know, in 1960, do you know what the big thing was that everybody had? Pocket radios, transistor radios. Remember transistor? You could pick them up really cheaply. They were in garish colours. There was nothing classy about them at all. But you could listen to it. and You could listen on an earpiece or it would come through a very tinny little speaker. Very, very popular they were. Very popular. A pocket transistor radio. It would all been miniaturised down because we'd gone from valve down to... Um, and... Um, sorry, I've got distracted again because they're all running late for the car boot sale. Because they're going to a car boot sale. and Well, that's the idea. They were going to a car boot sale. And so John is up. And uh, so they're all going. Poor old Anthony, who I don't think ever wanted to go to this car boot in the first place, John, did he? Really, he was kind of lured there with a bit of steak last night and some chips. How were the chips, by the way? And uh, he looked so happy to be in the van, he says. I bet he's... Because this is like 10 to 6 in the morning. So we're all, yeah, all very excited and very happy. And he's sitting there going, I want to die. I want to die. But just think, Anthony, when you actually get there, John's going to buy you um, a bacon burger or something like that. Not. Because <laughs> you got paid yesterday. And uh, so by the time you actually get to this car boot, you're going to be so late. You're going to be sitting in the road outside, aren't you? They've got stuff to sell and things like that. But the trouble is, when, when you have to get up early in the morning, I do it fine because that's what I do all the time. But unfortunately for Anthony, who's, uh, whose timekeeping is not the best. It's OK, but it's not, not brilliant. Uh, he's actually got to get up early and he'll be sitting in the van like, oh, God, 
It is. Also because it's dark, isn't it? Have the clocks gone back or forward? When do they do that? Is that... Oh, why is it so dark this morning? Shouldn't it be light? Is it still dark outside? Blimey. Not sure about that. Oh, by the way, I saw a car parked on... Remember that disabled thing? Somebody's got a ticket for parking there. <laughs> I had to go around twice this morning, try and find somewhere. Dreadful. But uh, anyway, at least at least you're all together, John. At least you're all up and at least you're going to get there and you don't have exactly have to set up a tent, do you, or something like that. You could just sort of uh, just sort of just leave him sitting in the van actually. He'll he'll just sleep all his way through it. He he won't remember anything about it. But he's but he's got to get back from uh, from there to home, I presume at some point. Uh right, on the Anderton boat lift. It's amazing apparently. They used it to carry salt on the boats. And that was how they uh, they got it up to the Trent and on around the country as well. Love your programme, says Miriam, in Shrewsbury. Is it Shrewsbury? Shre- sh- is it Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury? You can do either, apparently, which is great. Uh, amazing, a lot of people telling me about uh, about Nando's, which I went to on uh, on Friday. It was OK, as I say, just in case Paul Smith's listening, which I suspect he might be. You know, it was, it was very... The company was great. That's what made it. If I was just... Eating there with other people, I'd have been a bit disappointed at the size of the chicken. I really would have been. In fact, it was a little bit like the spare ribs at the harvester. I thought they'd obviously come from a hamster or something like that. Uh, another one here. Oh, this honey G. I've got to tell. I've got to take a break, and I'll tell you about honey. I haven't got to take a break. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, move over, Ali G. Honey G is in the house. Her rapping may have left Simon Cowell open mouthed. She's a recording artist, DJ producer. Her real name is Anna Georgette Guilford. And uh, she says past winners, including Leona Lewis, have the dull factor. Unfortunately, she's another one of these silly little people who they put on the programme. We all have a bit of a laugh at them. We point and we go, oh, you're a bit silly, aren't they? Anyway, she uh, she wears sunglasses and uh, she says, I'd love to throw some beats Nicole Scherzinger's way and produce for her. Tim Westwood, sound alike, tells Talk TV, I was really surprised and heartbroken by Simon's reaction. But... Um, Apparently, horrified Simon shot the 35-year-old sunglass lover an instant no after her first audition, but Nicole, Louis Walsh and Sharon Osbourne have put her through to boot camp. Are we that far down the line with this programme already, then? I thought it hasn't even started, and she's gone through to boot camp. In other words, it's a bit stupid, isn't it, really? It's because it's all made up to try and get some sort of publicity for it. I do despair. Seriously, I really do. I, I sometimes watch the rubbish that comes up on the television. I know that London Live are going to be going big time on the carnival today. Not the only ones who are, I think. Uh, another one here. Steve, um, uh, a scally scouser uh, who bought his first transistor radio from Curry's. Remember the advert? Call one to Curry's. Now a tranny means something completely different. Uh, Martin in Woolwich says, have you been watching the new series of Coach Trip? Uh, I haven't. I haven't said it's never on at the right time for me. Everything's sort of everything's coming up at the wrong time. And we've got a bit of Honey G. Oh, we've got a clip of Honey G. Wow. Hold on a sec. And uh, so little little bit of honey. Now, this is the woman. She thinks she's sort of better than everybody else. She's fairly peculiar looking. I don't know how old she is. She could be anywhere between 30 and death. So a little bit of honey G. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, clip it and reverse it. It's If you got a big, let me search it. Find out how much I want to work it. It's nerdy. Oh, enough already. Enough already. I don't think the vamps have got any competition on that one, have they? God, blimey. How does this rubbish get through? How does this rubbish get through? Anyway, you're, you're going to be seeing her, is it today or you've seen her yesterday? But um, apparently, representing what Simon calls de Harrow, Honey G 
spits a freestyle before launching into Missy Elliott's Work It. I mean, it's a bit embarrassing, isn't it, that these poor deluded souls ever make it onto television. Mind you, there's hope for everybody, I suppose. God, isn't that ghastly? Of course, Louis Walsh is going to say, you nailed it, you made that stage your own, which, of course, she didn't. Just looks a bit peculiar. But anyway, she left a heartwarming impression. Oh, lovely. I'm really sure I go for things like... Isn't rap a bit dated now, isn't it? You know, I remember the Sugar Hill Gang with a hip, hip, a 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 hip, John and I were singing um, songs the other day. We were doing Elvis Presley. And um, and the chips. The chips yesterday. So they, they were all going home. There were about seven of them going home for steak and chips. And I thought they'd be making chips. No, they bought the chips on the way home, which I thought was fairly bizarre. So I can imagine... Uh, I should imagine they were actually too good, were they, John? But it doesn't matter. Listen, get get him some chips today. Try and try and wake Anthony up. And uh, Jonathan is up feeding. Jonathan Levi. They have their new addition, Teddy, as well. See, Teddy's very popular. Neil, still quite dark outside. He says Christmas is on the way. <laughs> I'm so glad it is actually for all of us. But um, he says <coughs> he says I'm a bit worried about the voice moving to ITV. I'm not sure anybody will care. Yeah, I'm uh, also yes, I'm 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 also not particularly bothered either. I'm not I mean I don't know why. I'm just get, I'm getting really bad with television programs. I used to be quite good. I used to be sort of, you know, I'd go home and I I remember rushing home, you know, I mean never used to want to miss Dallas, never used to want to miss anything and now I couldn't care less. Couldn't care less either way. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, another one here, very quickly. Uh, a lot of people talking about that bridge. You know, with the lorry that went underneath it, that, that footbridge. God, blimey, that completely ruined everybody's day, didn't it? And uh, I've been re- retweeted more to... Well, I haven't, actually. James from the Vamps has been, uh, has been retweeted. It's amazing, actually, who all these people are. There's loads of... They've got... They're very good-looking fans, aren't they? I've noticed. Perhaps they're, perhaps they're sort of touched-up pictures or something like that. I don't know. But everybody's particularly good-looking. It's a shame, actually, in radio, nobody's particularly good-looking at all. But, I mean, who cares? doesn't make any difference. We're not, we're not model. And they all sit outside when he comes here. Do they, really? Well, he's not going to be turning up at this time of the morning, is he? Thank God. Please. Bad enough seeing the producer at this time. We don't want to see anybody else. God, blimey. Now, where is this thing here? I've got to find this little bit... Because it's, uh, I'm having played you a bit of Honey honey G, and you don't want to hear that again, do you? Um, there is this, where is this little bit? Because I, as I read it, I laughed, and I didn't, I didn't really want to. And then I thought, yeah, I have to laugh. Because I'm afraid uh, I was always taught to be truthful. And if you're taught to be truthful, then you've got to be honest about things. And if you think somebody's rubbish, you tell them they're rubbish. And if they don't uh, hear it, you pop it on a postcard, or you send them a copy of the programme. Because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want people to think they're actually talented if they're not. That would be silly, wouldn't it? That would be sort of giving them false hope. Uh, so there's, oh, an exclusive, Boxer Hay finds happiness. He's found another um, bleach blonde girl. Some very odd outfits. When I was parking the car this morning, there were some people obviously coming back from a nightclub. And uh, what they wear in nightclubs now is just unbelievable. I mean, in my day, it was all in one boiler suit. Nowadays, or flaming that a flying suit. Flying suits are very popular. But nowadays, they wear little skimpy cut-down shorts. It's like, sort of, there's a, there's a picture of Melanie Sykes. She's over in Vegas. Now, of course, she's not known outside of Bridlington. Nobody knows who she is. She's some, some poor old woman who's sort of desperate to get some sort of publicity for doing something. Anyway, so she goes to Vegas, and she has... And they obviously, the photographer says, OK, can you just pull down your little skirt to reveal your little teeny-tiny bikini for us? Oh, I could do that, yeah. So, of course, she does. And they take a picture of it, and then they send it back to this country. Because in Vegas, she's nobody. She's ab- she's just another old woman sitting by the pool. 
really tanning, which of course you shouldn't be doing because it's very bad for you. But uh, they say, she, oh, she's got a new programme uh, this week. She hikes across a little explored part of Mexico. Riveting. It's only on BBC Two, so you won't uh, you won't catch it at all. Uh, plus, they were talking about the burkini. That story ran, didn't it, all week? I didn't think it ran as as much as it did, but it certainly did. And uh, there's a man here. He's 145. He says, of course, he's not. He just makes it up. But he says, I've been bored to death for the last 24 years. Imagine living to 145 and then saying to somebody, <coughs> I'm really sort of upset. Uh, then there's a the two-page Katie Wasel non-entity story. I mean, it's just ridiculous. We knew about Biggins. We knew, apparently, well, we thought we knew what he'd said. But anyway, she's obviously, dis- as opposed to just leaving it, you know, it's been rehashed all over again. She's revealed she broke down in tears in the diary room. I mean, dear God in heaven. I mean, this must occur on a daily basis, I should imagine, Katie. I mean, come on. Come on, for goodness sake. She said, my great-grand fled the Nazis. I was in tears over his jibe at the Holocaust. And then apparently she had to see a psychologist. Really? It must be terribly fragile. Unbelievable. People say all sorts of things nowadays. You turn the other cheek, you show them you're bigger and stronger. But there again, if it comes to publicity, that's what it is. And so she said it was sick. He's Mr Nasty. No, he's not. That's the trouble. He's not. You know, for you to portray him like that is incorrect. He's not. It was just something completely out of character. Completely out of character. Uh, Talking of out of character, what are you going to be doing today? Eating ice creams, eating burgers, going to the beach, going swimming, making sandcastles. I used to love sandcastles. Sorry? Oh, God, I forgot about that. You know where you're supposed to be going today? You're supposed to be going to Dagenham. Peter Andre's headlining. Together with Blue and, and Arge and his little band. Oh, that'll be sweet. E17 are there. Five, who are three. And E17, of whom they don't have the lead singer, so you're wasting your time there. You get the two, two funny-looking ones. And um, and when when you get five, you only get three because they all fell out as well. So you've got to suffer with Paul Ritchie Neville, whose career really never took off again, did it? Really, nobody ever sort of put him down as being a great singer or anything like that. And uh, you, if you do go, and I don't want to be rude about this, but you have to send me pictures of how many Peter Andre pulls. Whether there's a big crowd at the front of the stage going, "Mysterious girl, mysterious girl," like that. That's how it'll be, won't it? Down at Dagenham. So good luck. Hope the weather holds for you. Coming up shortly, the news at six o'clock. Racing through this morning, honestly. We're actually going to be home before poor, poor John and Ant and everybody else has arrived at the car boot this morning. <laughs> it's going to be chock-a-block down there. Uh, Honey G says she's going right to the top of the Eiffel Tower, I should imagine. I don't think it'll be going anywhere any further. Uh, Jack the Ripper fled London to continue his reign of terror. Uh, Daddy's so gay, but he did buy me a £110,000 Porsche for my 16th birthday. These are the, the gay dads. They made their money out of phone lines, I seem to remember. And uh, they've got these children that they bought in America. They're their they're, they're children, but they've got them. And they've now got a 16-year-old son. It only seems like the other day, doesn't it, that they were just sort of babies. And why does Labour want to strip Branson of his knighthood? Surely not to do with Corbyn sitting down. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Sunday morning. And uh, here we are. We've got the nice picture from the van. There's Alex. And there's... Miserable boy sitting in the middle. Poor old Anthony. He'd rather be anywhere than sitting in this van going to a car boot. (laughs) He looks about as miserable as somebody who's just watched half their money disappearing. You know, that kind of thing. That sort of really miserable thing. Anyway, nice to have your company. Melanie Sykes taking her photographer. Uh, The £20 sandwich tin. It's the great British mark-up. It's for those of you who want to follow celebrityism. 
And if you think that, you know, because they've all done it, I think everybody from Jamie Oliver to uh, to Mary Berry, they've all got their own their own little bits, haven't they, out there. You go out and you buy a, a you know, a, you know, I think it was, who was that woman who used to cook on the television? The woman who used to run Norwich City. Who was that? Delia Smith. If she did a recipe on the television and, uh, you know, it would be picked up immediately. Sainsbury's used to have a special section with this is her recipe and it would fly off the shelves. If she, I think she saved a company. She used a frying pan and this company were about to go under. Immediately they were swamped with orders. It's uh, it's the power of television. It's the power of television. People want these items, which is, uh, you know, because you think if if you, it's, it's like, you know, I used to wear Calvin Klein pants. Mainly because I used to think that if I put them on, I look like the model on the front picture of the... Well, of course, you don't. You look ridiculous. But it took me ages to actually uh, get, uh, get, uh, get with it, actually. Uh, down visiting my uh, parents from Harrogate today for my birthday, awake already. Uh, great way to start the day listening to you, Steve. But I will not be treating myself to Peter Andre. Now, that is mean. Because at the moment, we haven't found anybody who wants to go and see Peter Andre in Dagenham. Now, I don't know how much the, the ticket is. Sorry, tickets. Um, but I'm hoping that there's going to be a big crowd because he'll think he's playing Vegas. Peter and his, and his little band up on stage. And we think the fan will pay £25 to see Pete Andre. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, we have seen the, the set list. It'll be, it'll be a lot of standard songs, you know, ain't that a kick in the head, you know, and now the end is near, please God. And, um, you know, no, I mean that unkindly, of course. And it's a case of he will be finishing up with Mysterious Girl, whether you want it or not. In fact, he'll probably do about seven versions of it just to keep it going, because that's the only hit single the poor soul has ever had. But uh, Blue will be doing something, talking to nobody. People will be sitting on the grass, you know, at Dagenham. You know what they like in Dagenham, for goodness sake. They'll be sitting on the grass trying to jack up the car next door to get the wheels off it. And, uh, <laughs> no, honestly, that's a sweeping generalisation of Dagenham and Romford. And uh, just about anybody <laughs> anywhere else around there, I think. And so Peter Andre will come on stage. But it, I wanted to be backstage. I wanted to see whether or not Pizzi will be locked away doing vocal training. La, 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 la. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Jordan, me, 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 me. Me, 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 and M's and my beautiful children. I wonder if they'll be there. But that's the, the highlight of the weekend for them, isn't it? You're coming to watch Daddy sing. Oh, God, do we have to? Yes, because then we can take pictures and tweet them. And Daddy will be taking a picture of all the peoples uh, standing at the front of the stage. Go, love you, Pete, love you, Pete. Do you think there'll be security? What do you think Richie Neville will be doing? Selling ice creams, I suppose. I don't know really what. And also all the other group. Reggie and Bolly are down there. <coughs> Arge and his... Um, and his little band of near-do-wells. They're way down the list. Poor old them. And who else? Oh, there's some kid we've never heard of. Who I think he's obviously won a competition in the Barking and Havering Post or something. I don't know. It could be anything. I just made that bit up, actually. There probably isn't anything called the Barking and Havering Post at all. But uh, it'll be very exciting. I'm sure if you go down there. But if you do go down, and I would like to think out of the thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of you listening every Sunday morning that somebody will be going down there and will be able to take some pictures you know, when, when Pete's on stage, of, of just how, how big the crowd is. I mean, would you do that for me? Please? OK. Uh, if you do, I'll, I'll be forever grateful. Forever grateful. <laughs> uh, 84850, oh, steve at lbc.co.uk. Let's try and get some more of your uh, uh, texts and uh, emails in on the programme. Why? Because I'm in that kind of nice mood. Because it's actually, you know, it's, I think it's quite nice, actually. 
I think it's nice having a bank holiday weekend. Makes no difference to me, but I mean, tomorrow I'm going out for the uh, for the day. And uh, and I absolutely love a bank holiday. And then we'll be into the week, which is great. Honey G says, uh, I've noticed there are two acts already called Honey G, a band from South Korea and a DJ from Thailand, says Darren. Really? The things you learn. And uh, another one here. And this is from uh, somebody on uh, Carnival. Uh, yes, I think highly unlikely the uh, the police... Uh, presence down at Carnival is uh, is huge, absolutely huge. And uh, let's face it, they've already uh, they've already arrested two hundred people. I don't know if they've been charged, but I think they they're being certainly questioned. They were people who were on their radar. Talking about the Anderton boat lift, uh, says Richard, sent from my cabin on board my home, Mystic River. He's on he's on a he's on a narrow boat. And he says, I think you and your team have discovered its name. It takes boats from the River Weaver to the Trenton Mersey. Yes, me and my team. So you get people coming on, they say, I was talking to your researcher. You think, who's that? We don't have any researchers. We have producers and we have what we call APs, who are assistant producers. So that's, that's exactly what it is. Assistant producers. Uh, another one here. Uh, da, 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 very quickly. Says nothing. Nothing wrong with skinny chickens. Some of them are quite friendly. Yes. Well, the the the, uh, the spare ribs that I had in the harvester. I don't think they'd ever seen an animal. Seriously, there was. <laughs> if I'd sneezed, I'd have blown the meat off them. It was. I mean, there was, there was that little. There was that. Li- it was all odd, actually. Sorry. But perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps it had been on a diet. Yeah. And. Um, can you uh, tell us what Leicester Square actually is, says Gary? Uh, what Leicester Square actually is? It's a square. Um, what do you mean, tell you what it is? Before you look it up. What, as we're coming from Leicester Square, it's a square. OK, owned, I think, by the Earls of Leicester, I would assume. It's a square in London. We're in the centre of London. Leicester Square... God, never been asked that question before. All these years I've been alive and nobody's ever said... It's like somebody saying, excuse me, could you just tell me before we have to look it up, what is Trafalgar Square? <laughs> yeah, what is air? What is what is soap? What is food? <laughs> Leicester Square, it's a, it's a part of London. It's like Piccadilly Circus. Uh, it's like embankment. That would be the embankment. Good God, honestly, I'll tell you. Where did some of these people come from? Is there a mad club outside or something? And people sort of say, ask him the daftest question. <laughs> how come on a Sunday we only have you for two hours and the times are different? Well, there's a limit to even how much I can work. As I'm on air seven days a week. And uh, and you get me seven days a week from four till six thirty. <coughs> That's Monday through Friday. Then Saturday morning five till seven. Five till six is the best of Steve Allen. Six till seven is in conversation. Then Sunday morning you get me between five and seven, and then I'm repeated for in conversation at nine o'clock this evening. I don't think there's anybody in the entire country who's got as many programmes as I have. I don't think there is anyway. If there is somebody, do for goodness sake let me know. And and tomorrow I'm on till seven. So you get me between four and seven. Always a bit of a treat, isn't it? If I go through to seven, people always say to me, oh, it's so nice. So nice because we get you till uh, till seven o'clock because it's bank holiday. And uh, so that's what you get tomorrow. Um, apparently, the show busy couple is Darius and Daisy. Any the wiser? No, Darius Dinesh, as was, who's Darius Campbell. And um, he's had a, a fling with Daisy Lowe. And I don't know if they're still together or if they're not, actually. But apparently, Nicole Scherzinger 
gave Rylan Clark Neal more than a leg up in the celebrity career ladder. She gave him a peek of her boobs. Oh, imagine. I don't want to break it to you, Nicole. He's gay, dear. He's not going to be remotely interested. You could stand there stark naked and whistle, you know, the Paraguayan national anthem. But, I mean, he's not going to be any interested in you, love, than he is in sort of a panscourer. In fact, actually, the panscourer would probably win. <laughs> Why do they go, ooh. I gave him a flash of my boobs. Oh, good, that probably turned him gay. I should imagine, if nothing else. So, ah, here is this bit. This is this bit. I, I promise you, I did laugh out loud on it. It, it, it has a picture of, um, of someone... I mean, to be honest with you, she could be anybody. But it turns out to be Helen Flanagan, uh, who was in Coronation Street. And apparently she's relocating to Glasgow after her footballer partner, Scott Sinclair... They're not married. Uh, signed for Scottish side Celtic. That's nice, isn't it? The line that made me laugh was this one. A source said, this will be her agent, that Helen, who put her TV career on hold, has been looking at houses. I'm ever so sorry, Helen. I'm sorry to... What TV career? What TV? There is no TV career. No TV career at all. No. No TV. It's finished. Gone. Gone. They're not not after you for anything, unless it's pointless. That would be a pointless thing, wouldn't it? No, there is... And his, uh, his, his, his football career's gone down the pan, too. But somebody's got to keep working because they, they have a baby, a 14-month-old daughter called Matilda. And she's been looking at houses. I got, and I was, I was going to save it for, for Darren Adam. Um, I'll, I shall bring it in next week. It's uh, Country Life this week. And what were they looking at? Scotland. Houses in Scotland. You get a lot for your, for your money up there. One of them was a five-bed hotel for about 480000 So it's an ongoing business. There was another one, which admittedly was a little bit out of probably most of your spheres, but it's okay within mine. And it was 1.2 million, but it came with 400 acres. Can you imagine? 400. I mean, you go up to Scotland, they're practically giving the place away. You know, one of them was a beautiful house overlooking a lock. There was one of the hotels on Loch Lomond. Well, not actually in it, because that means you'd have drowned. But I mean, it's sort of, it's by the side of it. And And I looked at it, I thought, God, you get loads. Really loads for your money up there. And I thought, that's quite nice, actually, because down in London, we get nothing. Really nothing at all. I mean, I know that people are constantly writing to me saying, so, uh, you know, how, how much could we buy a flat for in, say, Richmond? I said, well, starting price would be about four, 500000 for a flat. Uh, probably with no parking either. It's it's just terribly expensive in London. I, I don't know why. It just, just blooming well is. It's, uh, it's dreadful, really. What's the weather for today? Here we go. This afternoon... We don't know what this morning is. Uh, mostly dry with some isolated and heavy showers throughout the day. Uh, away from the showers, it should be bright with some sunny spells. Well, how far away? What do you mean away from the showers? What do you mean? So the showers are here. How far do I need to go, John, before I can be away from the showers? Do I just keep driving? I don't know. But he says any showers will ease during the evening. So it's still going to get wet. It's still water, but they'll ease. OK. Uh, plus tonight, dry, generally cloudy. <coughs> Excuse me, Monday, mostly dry with sunny spells. The odd shower is possible during the morning. In other words, you'll be going, oh, here's that odd shower again. Up with the umbrella, down with the umbrella. Let's drive away. <coughs> Dear. Uh, somebody here. Uh, the Britain's Got Talent judge. Me, pure. I drink more wine than I do water, says Amanda Holden. Oh, that's nice, isn't that? Nice. I like Amanda Holden. She was always very... Uh, she was good value, actually. Very good value. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. 
When it comes to the big stories, Andrew Castle's got big opinions. Are you saying that there's no threat from Putin and Russia? No. When the Russian jet was shot down by Turkey, Russia did not retaliate. It's not because of NATO. Russia Don't speak to the people in hospitals in Aleppo who are getting bombed. Go and speak to people who've had chlorine poured on them and barrel bombs from Assad who has been propped up by Russia. I mean, don't start talking to me about Russia not being a threat. Andrew Castle, every Saturday and Sunday morning from 7 on LBC. God, don't rile him, for God's sake. Oh, nightmare around here. Honestly, shouting and stamping his feet and everything. God, blimey. It's like Katie Hopkins has arrived early. I mean, you know when she's... Well, in fact, she's here already. OK, don't talk out of term at her, her broomsticks parked outside. So that'll be exciting, won't it? Uh, what else are we have in the papers for today? Apparently, uh, Georgia May footage, you know, a split from her Strictly Come Dancing boyfriend, Giovanni Panici. Which is great. A bit of a shame in it, really. As I say, who gives a flying forex answer? Nobody does at all. And um, another one here. I'm, I'm still laughing at the picture that uh, my friend John sent me of uh, of, uh, of the boys sitting in the van. Anthony looking as miserable as sin. Looking like he'd rather be anywhere apart from sitting in a van going to a car boot. Oh, such good pictures he takes. Um, also, what else we got here? Nick hit the big time. Boxing superstar Nicola Adams celebrated her second gold with a Big Mac, but without her girlfriend. A Big Mac. I couldn't eat a Big Mac uh, at all this morning. Uh, also, um, a long-lost Beatles demo disc called It's For You. It's on It's For You. I say... It was, uh, it was done for Cilla Black, but they've got a recording... Uh, I think done by Paul McCartney. Anyway, somebody found it. Uh, it was given to her when she was playing the London Palladium. Just fetched £18,000 for this recording of Paul McCartney. I mean, it's, it's quite a thing. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson has opened her heart about dealing with an agonising breakdown after a love split. It's amazing, actually, how many people go on... I was talking to somebody the other day, and, uh, and he, said, um, he said, when I split up with my girlfriend, he said, uh, he said I ended up going to a strip club. I thought, what was the point of that, Charles? Oh, sorry. I, um, and he said, yeah, I just went to a strip club. I said, why? He said, I don't know. Seems like a pointless exercise now, but at the time it seemed like a, like a good thing. Uh, also, Bake Off's coolest contestant ever, uh, you know, because they're just trying to, trying to drum up some interest in, in Bake Off. And uh, the twin sons of Molly Sugden on the Mrs Slocum legend. Our TV star mother's top comedy timing, pink hairdos and that... Uh, cat and they've got lots of. I loved Molly Sugden. I mean, that was absolutely perfect for her, wasn't it? I didn't know she had twin sons. I didn't know at all. But uh, good for them. And nice to have a mother who uh, who created such an an impact. Such an impact. Uh, the supermarket chains at risk. This is the the high street price war, which could wipe out supermarkets. I love it when there's a bit of a price war goes on because we all benefit from it. The only people who don't benefit, of course, are the supermarkets. It was like years ago there was a paper in London and it kept getting cheaper and cheaper because there was a bit of competition see look the burgers that they've got there they never look like that when you get there there's an advert for Burger King on the television and their rolls are so but they're not like that they're all flat and squashy ridiculous isn't it well, I mean, how many times it took them to do that thing oh dear and then they, they sh- I've never seen anybody cooking these things in a Burger King where do they make them is there some hidden place underneath the floorboards where they send people because they make it look all terribly exotic, but they don't look like that when they arrive, I'm telling you. 
I'm going to go and get a double cheeseburger today and I should take a picture of it and show you what it looks like. Might have to eat it afterwards as well, of course, you know. Force myself, as one has to do. Um, who's this? This is uh, a picture... Oh, it's the, uh, it's the story of uh, the celebrity big brother vile person, his first chat. I won and people still hate me. It's pathetic. No, you're pathetic. That's why nobody likes you. Surely you've realised that by now. Yorkie Porter. God, your five seconds is finished, dear. It's finished. Gone. You know, the best you can manage, I don't know, it's just a, apparently she can't get dressed, so she has to take another picture of her in her sort of, in her underwear, blowing you kisses for some reason. I don't know. Kind of wonder why these things backfire, don't you, on them? Uh, if anybody felt I was horrible, I'm sorry, says Stephen, but it was disgusting. You weren't just horrible, mate. Uh, is Boy Killer the son of a British mum? He's smiling. He's just about to blow this man's head off, and he's smiling. These people are sick. These people are sick. Mind you, sick parents, sick children. It seems to run, doesn't it, really? When I sang, says the X Factor teen, moving the judges to tears, I felt like my baby brother Nathan was there with me. He died at two months old, the baby brother, and the boy who's singing was two years old, so he must be about 19, 20 or something like that. It's got to be about 18 years ago now. But they have to have a story, because that's why he's in the paper. The other people aren't. There's got to be a story. In fact, that was that... Who did it? Who who made that one that was really good, which was taking the mickey out of the X Factor, saying, was it Peter Kay? It was so good. I've watched it quite a number of times. It was really, really good. And it was a case of, you know, everything. So, I mean, if, if you're out of the contest. Your grandmother's died. Brilliant. Bring him back in again. Bring him back in again. Sing for your grandmother. Britain's got the pop factor. Uh, possibly a new celebrity, Jesus Christ, soap star, superstar, strictly on ice. It's It's really good. Really good. It was broadcast, I think, 2008. And it's got everybody in it. I think there's Cat uh, Dealey, Neil Fox, Pete Waterman, Nicky Chapman, Carl uh, Lucas, and other people I've never heard of. And, uh, and it's very good. It's very, very good. The executive producer was uh, Peter Kay. Phil McIntyre, as well, was one of the producers with Martin Riley. It was really good. Apparently, Simon Cowell hated it because it was so near to the truth. And this one here is classic, classic. X Factor, you know, I'm sorry, are you singing for anybody? I'm singing for my baby brother who died. You know, you don't need to do that, but you do if you want to get your picture in the paper. Uh, Strictly is facing a revolt by the uh, show's professional dancers if Tony Beak or Brendan Cole replace Len Goodman. Insiders claim they don't want to be judged by someone they're used to competing against. Oh, I think Tony Beak is just creepy. He's, re- he's really greasy. I don't like him at all. Really don't like him. It's not his fault. He can't help it. But uh, we don't want him replacing. Absolutely not. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, also here, plea to end players' two-year silence. The sister of England's star. Is it Deli Alley? Deli- oh, well, well, I've got something right. Have uh, um, stuck the boot into him for snubbing his mum for two years. Apparently, Delhi and sibling Barbara were forced apart seven years ago as mum Denise battled alcoholism. And um, so they're now saying, you know, can you end this? It's amazing. You get these arguments, don't you, really, nowadays? And people go, what was it over? And you go, I've got no idea. No idea. He's even stopped using his surname. That's embarrassing, isn't it, really? It's not right. It's not right, is it, really? And another one here very quickly. Uh, this is for, uh, for sort of Jim says, I've just bought a five-bedroom cottage near Edinburgh for under 400000 Wow. What would that get me in Twickenham? Nothing. Nothing at all. No, we haven't got anything. We wouldn't want you living in Twickenham anyway. You're called Jim. You're mad or something. We're all Rupert's around our way. We don't have people called Jim. I don't think this is neighbours or EastEnders. Good God in heaven, honestly. People have gone mad nowadays. Uh, 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, loving the uh, the show today, says Marion. 
She says, I've podcasted the In Conversation with the lovely Bill Turnbull. Can't wait. Yeah, it's a good one, actually. Very good one. And, uh, and with Nick Knowles as well. Mainly because I barely get a word in edgeways on it. Honestly, I'm fighting for my little space on that one. <laughs> I always have to do that, though. It always makes me laugh. I love stuff. It just Anything that makes me laugh is, is great. Uh, Nick and I, <coughs> excuse me, hadn't seen each other for quite a number of years. Quite a number of years. So we were, we were reminiscing. Which is, uh, which is always a bad thing to do, I think, you know, because you're looking backwards. Uh, David in Nottinghamshire says, knowing how much you appreciate the weather forecast, last week that, uh, that Scottish one on the BBC Breakfast gave the forecast from various locations around the country. Travel costs, outfits, good to see the Beeb cutting money. Oh, they couldn't care less. They, 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 never, they never cut money at all. And uh, somebody says, I'm listening to you in the car. My Uber driver loves you. Oh, Lord, that's all I need now. Who's who's that one? Who's this one? I have to find out who it is then. And, uh... Oh, this is... Oh, this is my friend Poddy. Where are you going to at this time of the morning? He must be going to work. Listen, he must be going to work. I was thinking about you the other day. Because he went to Budapest, and it's lovely Budapest. It's really nice. And it's not it's not too expensive for us at all. Uh, somebody says, James Whale does six days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm on seven days a week. Sorry. I mean, it's obviously his age that he can't manage that. And he's also on BBC Local Radio with an audience of nothing. You know, that's how it works. I don't want to be rude about it, but we kind of corner the market. And uh, another one here. This, uh, this one, this one, this one, this one is... Come on, this is, sometimes these machines are so slow. It's not actually a square nowadays. Looks like a square to me. What do you think it is? It's a square. Of course it's a square. We call them squares... Yeah, there's a little bit over there, but I mean, it's a square to all intents and purposes. Put it this way, it ain't round, put it that way. So it is a square nowadays, okay? It is a square, okay? And I'll fight you to the death for saying anything differently, okay? Don't try and be a clever dicky with me at this time of the morning. Uh, Steve, why does the. Uh, nobody ever mention the emergency service workers who can't take leave with their families because of carnival? Yeah, they do get paid. They do get paid. People, people would volunteer for something like that. I think so. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, Gail says, uh, what was the name of that song you said you liked the other day? The singer was called Michael. No, we're none the wiser on that one. None the wiser. Have it, having inflicted this morning that, uh, that peculiar one from the X Factor. I mean, Lord. It's the fact that these people think that they've got talent. So, in other words, if she really has, where has she been for the last God knows how many series? The answer is she never had any talent to start with, but they put her through to boot camp. Because otherwise they can have nobody, aren't they? Really, nobody at all. Uh, what is this a picture of? Oh, well-known old uh, Love Island babe. This is the girl who has sex in in, uh, in television. It's Zara Holland. She was out on uh, celebrating her birthday in Marbella. Class act, class act. And she's obviously gone out with a, with a photographer. They say she's a disgraced beauty. She's not a beauty. She's just disgraced, full stop. And... Um, and so what, what they've done is they've sort of taken her out there. The hairdresser has done her hair, but it's really bad hair. And then they've taken a picture of her. And they, they, she's, she's now known as a babe. I think she's known as Easy. I don't think she's known as a babe. That's certainly not it. And, uh, and who is the most successful out of the History Boys? And the most successful one is James Corden. James Corden, who's uh, carpool karaoke, is pulling in... I think the last one he did with Adele was it 139 million hits on YouTube. Was it something ridiculous? Absolutely ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. But apparently Britney Spears labelled her carpool karaoke awkward and weird because James Corden kept wanting her to sing her own songs. 
She's not really there. She's not the full shilling, poor soul. Yeah, of course, that's the whole idea, darling. That's the whole idea. Also, One Direction's Niall Horan, what does he do? Has roped in Sean Mendes to help pen his debut solo. Don't waste your money, please, love. Seriously, nobody's going to buy it. Nobody's going to be interested. Is Molly King's record in the charts yet? She's been flogging that for ages and ages, doing the rounds of all the, uh, the places that matter. So, um, you know, I don't think she's actually going to make it. I'd be very, very surprised if that one hits anywhere near top ten. Very, very surprised. And the idea that Niall Horan has got to rope in somebody else, because they suddenly realise that by themselves they're blooming useless. They don't have any sort of, any sort of talent that goes into that direction. The, the talent was as a group. It's as simple as that. Colin says, I've just seen in the TV mag, are you being served in porridge remakes? Yes. Uh, the Wimpy Bar franchise was killed off by Burger King, who swooped in. No, 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 no. We have, uh, we still have Wimpy Bars. We still have Wimpy Bars. And, oh, great. Molly King, latest hot news for you. I don't want to make sure, I want to make sure I get things right. But uh, the singles in the charts. So there you go. 90. Number 90. That's what's commonly known as... Why don't we just sort of melt it and turn it into an ashtray or something like that? There's no chance. I've said before, it's got nothing to do with her. It's to do with the fact that she left it so long because she was faffing around with her boyfriend and playing the celebrity. And, of course, once you take your eye off the ball, career vanishes. It's as simple as that. And the same for Niall Horan. He's not known for music. He's known for playing golf and uh, dragging girlfriends in and out of clubs. It's, he's not known for music, so let's not be silly about the whole thing. And the same for Molly King. You know, I think they all sit there and go, well, I've got enough money to do nothing. No, you should always keep working. Always keep working. That's my motto. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Last BHS closes today. Philip Green is sunning himself. That's all I can tell you. You know, <laughs> what you think of him, I'm sure you need to keep to yourself as quickly as possible. Uh, apparently it's a great wimpy in Loughton, says Jerry. Well, there you go. There you go. Yes, we have uh, we have one uh, in Teddington. It's a wimpy down in Teddington. Uh, our one turned into Steers, which is also owned by Wimpy as well. It's another one of their brands. But uh, that lasted five minutes, mainly because the service was so blooming awful in Twickenham. I mean, it was told they might as well have left it as the Wimpy, to be honest with you, because the, the service was, I mean, just nothing short of appalling. And the food wasn't up to much either. And unfortunately, when you're in a town that's relying very much on... The only thing that was good, they did... Um, Butterscotch milkshakes. But you had to wait about three hours while they did things. Terribly, uh, terribly, uh, terribly slow, which doesn't help, does it? It's supposed to be fast food. Richard in Huddersfield, see, there was Cherie Murphy, who played Dopey Marlon's wife, Trisha, on Emmerdale. She put her TV career on hold about 15 years ago when she married a footballer, Harry Keel. A few years later, tried to unhold it by going in the celebrity jungle. We, uh, we got her out of there, and that's the last we saw of her. Yes, it's all these people. It's, it's this idea, and, a, and it's more so than in groups than with anything else. I know it happens with actresses. They go, oh, I think I'll get Georgia May Foot When she left the cobbles of Weatherfield, we were being fed this diatribe of, oh, she's going to be going to America. They're really interested. No, they're not. They're not remote. Why? Why would they be interested in somebody they can't even understand? They've got loads of people like that. Loads of people like that already. They don't need anybody else to add to the, to the pile of out-of-work actors. And, uh, and, so, and then you get them in the groups. And because they make so much money now, I mean, One Direction, I think they must have made about 17 million each. So they sit back and think, oh, I'm going to go out and get drunk because I've had to work really hard for about, you know, two years. Really difficult, five years, whatever it happens to be. And then when they try to resurrect the career, nobody's interested because the, the fans have wandered off. They've gone to find somebody else. You've got to keep working. It's a career. It's not just something you sort of, you know, sort of pop in to and they go, oh, I'll just sing a little song, have a number one album and then sort of go and prop up bars again. It doesn't work like that. 
It doesn't work like that at all. At last, I can bring you a little bit of good news, says Stephen Goer, now Woking. He said the staff at St Peter's and St George's Hospital and St Luke's Hospital in Guildford have worked wonders, and with chemotherapy and radiotherapy, they've shrunk my lungs and hip tumour significantly. All I could do is thank them so much for making my life bearable and alleviating my pain. I've got a month to my next session with my oncologist, and hopefully things will have progressed. Don't we do marvellous things? Don't we do marvellous things? Aren't we clever? I think we're really clever. Really, really clever. Uh, on, um, I'm surprised, says David, that you haven't mentioned last night's casualty, the overhyped 30-year feature-length version of a show that should have been pronounced dead 20 years ago. It was hilarious and at times surpassed the fantastic spoof film Airline. Airplane, sorry. Charlie's serious talk was lifted straight out of Airplane. <laughs> Hello, what time does Peter Andre come on stage? Uh, what time can you get here? Oh, he's one of Basildon's biggest Steve Allen fans in more ways than one. Yes, well, there you go. I mean, I do want somebody to go and see Peter Andre and Dagenham today and Blue and take pictures of the uh, of the huge crowds that will be waiting for him. Do you think he'll turn up waving and they go, there's nobody looking at you, mate. There's nobody looking at you. <laughs> I think that's quite interesting. Don't you think it's quite interesting? It's, it's sort of, you know, but I want to go backstage. I want to go backstage at that concert and I want to see... Uh, exactly what, what, what the pecking order is. Because Peter Andre's sort of top of the bill, if indeed there is such a thing. Unless it was just Peter Andre, so A came at the top of the bill and then it sort of went down, I don't know. Because otherwise R should be up there, wouldn't it? But let's face it, nobody takes him seriously. Charlotte says, your listener was referring to Losing My Religion by Michael Stipe. Ooh, life is bigger. That was such a good song, actually. Such a good song. Uh, <laughs> which I still like now. But I'm, I'm going to be playing in the car today. It's definitely going to be the John Williams 40 Years of Film Music. Gives you a rough idea where my life's coming from, doesn't it? It's not very PC, is it, at all? But I, uh, I like things like this because I've got such a good sound system in the car. Good sa- I've got about 14 speakers in my car, which is better than years ago when I just used to have one speaker sitting on the back, uh, back ledge. Not so exciting at all. Uh, Gary Bushell writing his column today, talking about Bake Off, still in the rudest of health. It's just double entendres. Perhaps the BBC don't understand that, or perhaps, they, perhaps they're not aware of it. Perhaps they're not aware of the filth that goes on. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's just as many double entendres as you can get into the programme. That's how base it's become. I suppose the next thing is we'll have people sort of dropping their boobs in it. Uh, talking of boobs, my boss is boob by firing me for porno double life. This is an NHS worker, Kathleen Malloy. Unfortunately, the picture of her on her, um, in, in a movie bears no resemblance to what the poor old woman looks like at all. What got out of the car... Uh, was, I mean, just enormous, enormous. Uh, she took a job as an administrator <clears throat> and then she lost it after a colleague spotted her in a film. Yeah, right, like you do, don't you? Oh, what were you doing looking for those sort of films? Anyway, the Liverpool last worked as an adult movie star using the names Cathy Curvy and Dylan Devere. But the bosses didn't know about her double life. <coughs> she starred in Omar's Fat Bird Frenzy. Well, there you go. Riveting titles, aren't they? She's obviously a class act. Anyway, uh, she was unfairly dismissed and she got £2,000 compensation. And she says, I didn't break any laws. No, apart from Trade Descriptions Act of being being attractive. That's the only thing I can think of. But anyway, so she got compensation. It's hilarious, isn't it, nowadays? Hilarious. Uh, what else do we have? Who's this? That, he looks really... Jamie Vardy. Oh, is that the one with the boring wife? Oh, God. I'm not saying... Probably boring wife, boring... Boring footballer. They're the ones who shop at Costco. Love them. Love them to pieces. And uh, here we go. Summer Bay. Oh, no, in EastEnders, there's going to be a funeral, I believe, coming up. 
Um, is that spoiler alert? I don't know. Would you like it to be a spoiler alert? Uh, there's a Florida theme park, new attraction. It's called Skull Island. Sounds a bit exciting, doesn't it? They're so adventurous. Honestly, only Florida has these fantastic theme parks which just put the rest of the world to shame because they're so big and they're so good and they're so so fantastic. Good God, he's not still working, is he? Doing the papers? Blimey, I thought his career finished years ago. No idea. Uh, an astonishingly candid interview revealing the Ice Maiden of number 10 who sees herself as the modern Elizabeth I. This is uh, Theresa May. And uh, do you believe in monogamy? Theresa has revealed all has revealed all. Daddy's so gay, but he did buy me a Porsche for my 16th birthday. This is the £24,000 birthday party, a customised Rolex and a gap year from school. Now the years have flown by. The IVF children of Britain's famous gay dads, um, giving an account of their very exotic lives. Slightly tedious, I think. But anyway, uh, gay dads are looking fairly old now. And son, who's called Aspen, he's got a, a personalised number plate. Which is great. He says, we're more outrageous than the Kardashians. Well, I can believe that. The daughter is Saffron. And so you've got um, this sort of family. I thought they had more, actually, but they only ever have two. I always thought there were more than two. But I could be wrong, actually. But uh, Tony says, I don't think they're privileged children because of money. Really? What, you don't think buying somebody a £110,000 Porsche for a 16th birthday is being flashed with money? Obviously a different world, dear. Different world. Uh, Grant. Yes, this is... uh, this is Hugh Grant. He says, I'm a nasty piece of work and freeze when I hear the word action. But uh, I quite like him. I think he's good fun, actually. I like his, I like his films. Uh, the X Factor's rapper, I'm no Ali G fake. No, he can't sing either. But strangely enough, they've sort of put her through to boot camp because otherwise they'll have nobody there. Because if you base it on talent, there'll be nobody on that programme at all. Uh, and the great... Sandwich. This is where you all fall foul of it. We all we all go for it, don't we? Although I personally, if ever I see anything that is a, a celebrity endorsed, sorry, uh, frying pan or set of knives, I avoid them like the plague. And so here they are. Uh, Paul's deep cake tin, twenty centimeters, is twelve ninety nine. But you can buy Tesco's uh, loose base cake tin, twenty centimeters, two pounds sixty. So you'd be a fool, wouldn't you, to buy somebody else's. Uh, Paul's non-stick baking tray, 39 centimetres, 12.99. Kitchen Crafts Masterclass non-stick baking tray, 39 centimetres, 5.99. And so the list goes on. Here's one. Paul's flour or icing shaker is 9.99. You can buy an IKEA stainless steel flour sifter for £2.50. If you want, for example, uh, Paul's stainless steel cake lifter, it's 15 quid. If you want Sainsbury's, it'll cost you £3. If you want, uh, I mean, all of it, it's his, um, his non-stick 12-hole mini sandwich tin is £20. You can get the everyday pro chef 12-cup muffin thing, £11.64. You would be a fool, wouldn't you, to be spending money. It's only lining his, his pockets. And there's no difference between turning out your cake. It depends what, what you put in to your ingredients, doesn't it? It's got nothing at all to do with the cake tin, believe you me. That's... Uh, Save your money and get Cheryl's perfume, because that's really good value. In fact, actually, if you give it 20 minutes, you'll probably get two for the price of one, I should imagine. All very good, isn't it? Uh, Why I, as an undercover cop in the Daily Mail today, believe it's time to draw a line under the war on drugs. And so he went out there, an undercover cop, uh, posing as a crack cocaine addict on the streets of Derby. And... uh, In a sequence, he's accosted as he waits nervously to meet a leading gangster. 
He had to know everyone from small-time addicts to the gangsters who control the traffic. And, uh, and it's people who, who supply him with his drugs. I mean, he's, he's not. He's just he's, he's sort of trying to sort it all out. But uh, it's fighting a losing battle. Notting Hill Carnival will be full of drugs. And the police will probably turn a blind eye to a little bit of cannabis, I would think, if it's for sort of personal use. Um, 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 what do we have here? Yes, I was wobbling. This is the one in ten adults who can't ride bicycles. Hello? Putting my hand up for that one. I've decided I can't ride a bicycle. I have no intention of riding a bicycle because I'm just not very good at it. Uh, the tyres were flat, so that probably didn't help. Uh, Steve, says Mick, talking about being a celebrity, if I was to don a lime green mankini with a flashing sign saying, look at me down by the Thames at Twickers, we'd push you in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We don't we have no truck with people like that. Mankinis, good Lord. Ridiculous. Uh, 84850, uk. And uh, another one here. Actually, I don't think Burger King's taken over Wimpy. I don't think Wimpy went under at all. In fact, I'm just going to check that out because uh, I don't think so. Very good to one at, uh, at Beckenham, says Pat. Great staff and excellent food. Yeah. And uh, Steve, I wonder if Peter Andre has any riders for his Dagenham concert. Yes, they always put riders are those things where they go, Peter and his band will be appearing between the hours of blah, 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 blah. And uh, he needs, you know, sweeties and stuff like that. There'll be all sorts of different things. Let's have a quick look here. Uh, Famous Brands, which owns the Wimpy franchise, announced they'd acquired Wimpy UK. That was Feb 2007. And um, yeah, so by 2016, only 86 restaurants remain in the UK. So they sort of upgraded. That's, uh, That's down from over 500 in the 70s. I just like the Golden Egg. Do you remember Golden Egg? By 2011, famous brands had 509 wimpy restaurants in South Africa. You wouldn't imagine there was that, there was that much room in South Africa for things that you imagine. Go to South Africa and buy a wimpy. How odd. How odd. Very strange. Uh, there's also uh, the despairing family who can't sell their house. Why can't they? Because next door, I've got a huge hedge. It's not weed. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen knotweed. This grows eight inches a day. A day. We are talking serious triffids. Next door have obviously completely gone mad. And uh, it's, it's threatened the foundations. It's threatened everything. To be honest with you, I'll just be pouring weed killer over the top. Well, this, this looks dangerous to me. Anyway, uh, somebody says here, as a responsible landlord, we take the removal of problems such as Japanese knotweed very seriously. We have received reports this week from a neighbour of one of our customers of suspected Japanese knotweed in the back garden of one of our houses. We've booked a garden specialist. Hello? Are you blind or something? Obviously not been there for ages. This hasn't grown up overnight. It's absolutely engulfing it. Engulfing it. This knotweed came in as an ornamental plant. It's now illegal to plant it in the wild because the roots go everywhere. I used to have a plant years ago, and I can't remember what it was called, but uh, the roots, and they actually popped up in next door's garden. It would travel all the way underneath the fence, pop up next door. Very worrying. You could literally pull it out. It was like sort of pulling out bindweed. Dreadful stuff. Dreadful. Absolutely awful. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Leading Britain's conversation, Andrew Castle, this morning from 7 on LBC. It's going to be here in about uh, 10 minutes' time. It's Steve Allen's uh, Sunday breakfast on LBC. I like the idea that um, a security guard at John Lewis learnt sign language and he was able to sell a laptop to uh, to a couple of deaf people who'd, who'd come in. And so now lots of other staff are learning sign language as well because it's the one thing that we don't do 
Is it? We don't. We just assume that if we sort of point things out to people. But by learning sign, and I watch people at the Magic Circle, uh, we have somebody in who signs for a lot of the shows, so that people know. I think there was only one deaf person there, but it was enough to warrant getting somebody in to do signing, which I thought was a brilliant idea. So well done to John Lewis on that one. I think everybody should do it. Perhaps we should do this programme like that. Perhaps we should sign this entire programme. Could be interesting. Jack the Ripper fled London to continue his reign of terror, depending on who you think Jack Ripper is. Uh, They say he fled to Yorkshire after the Whitechapel murders and continued his killing spree. According to... There's a new book out. There is a new book out, and it's called Jack the Ripper or Something Worse. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? Jack the Ripper or Something Worse. Oh, well. And so he fled fled London. What a good idea. What is that shirt? I've not seen that shirt before. That must be a new one, isn't it? It's sort of, it's the, uh, you're felling trees or something out in, in the square today or something like that. I've not seen that shirt before. That must be a new one, isn't it? It's very nice. Certainly irons badly. But anyway, at least, you know, at least you made the effort with it. <laughs> you can't take the mickey out of the producer. Who can you take the mickey out of? That's what I ask. Nick Ferrari's doing his, uh, his column today in The Express. He says the French see sense by lifting the burkini uh, ban, and he talks about everything. He talks about Jeremy Corbyn and sitting down, because Nick did part of his programme the other day, sitting down in the studio. I thought it was rather strange, because he vanished from our screens in the office. We were all sitting there looking at these screens in the office and couldn't quite work out where he'd gone to. But uh, <clears throat> he was around. He was around. I'm going to be sexy in my 70s. Who says? Amanda Holden says she's going to be sexy in her 70s. Plus, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio seems to have another girlfriend. Honestly, it's almost on a on a minute by minute basis, really, isn't it? Every time I see this, there's another one. This is called Nina Agdal, and uh, but then the other week he it, it was with somebody else. She's another one of these. Uh, I think she's a, a she's uh, doing posing for a lingerie thing, so she must be one of those Victoria's Secret girls, or as we call them, they're just page threes, aren't they? That's all they are. Same sort of thing. It just makes it sound better. Aussie. Sharon Oswald says has cheated with five girls in five countries. The latest is a bunny boiler. Why has she not kicked him out? What on earth are you doing with this old man? He passed his sell-by years ago. Prince of Darkness. Don't make me laugh, honestly. Had more excitement from a cotton bud. Uh, also, um, 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 I was trying to find something that was light. Unfortunately, all the stories I picked up on the second ago are uh, a very, very... Uh, sad stories. Uh, there is one here. If you're an old age pensioner and you're looking for a bit of, uh, you know, having to keep yourself going, pottering, pottering is very good. We all potter, don't we? You know, you might potter from the sitting room to the garden or something like that. 30 minutes a day of pottering is good for you. So there you go. I mean, I know it's not easy, but even if you're, even if you're sitting down somewhere, just move your legs. Just move your legs because it's, it's the only way you're going to get. Uh, Jenna says, I'm appalled at the fact that Stephen Bear won CBB. We don't reward our pets for bad behaviour. Why would we reward a vile, disgusting human being like that? I've got no idea. Listen, you're preaching to the converted here. I wouldn't have... I noticed that they were they were changing it. Because the sort of people who watch uh, Big Brother are slightly peculiar anyway. And uh, they stopped showing all his bad bits. They tried to show him in a good light. But, of course, that wasn't very very possible at all. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Somebody says, not good to swallow all your medication at one go. I mean, to be honest with you, it's all going to mix together in the stomach, isn't it? That's where it's all heading. So it doesn't actually make any difference whether you, whether you swallow individually or you don't. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. 
Yeah, I'd have a little cough later on today, sorry. Uh, just have a quick check, just empty that bit there, do that bit, then push that button up there, and then ta-da, which is great. <laughs> a lot of people talking about how you become famous. I don't know. Is there any truth in Dagenham's arrest rise this weekend? Arrest rate rise this weekend. I mean, I, I, I definitely want to find people to go to the festival. I seriously do. We've been plugging it for long enough. Over at Hampton Court, we're, we're way more refined. We've got a food festival going on there, which I think is about £18. How much do we think it was to see Peter Andre? Do you have to pay for that? Or is it just going to be for people sitting on the grass and Peter will be talking basically to nobody? Who's he gonna, I mean, how many people go to this Dagenham show? I wonder if it's a really big thing. It's over a few days, isn't it? So it's different every day. So that's quite nice, actually. And uh, I feel it's a rather cruel and unnecessary slur on those seeking legal refuge from today's Peter Andre event. <laughs> Listen, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. As long as the radio, as long as the radio, as long as the weather stays nice, it'll be, it'll be good for him. And uh, there's no wimpy in this part of Cumbria or Burger King or KFC or Starbucks all 40 miles away, says Robbie. Can you imagine being in a place where there's no sort of Burger King or... KFC or Wimpy or anything like that. I remember somebody was talking about it uh, this morning and they, 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 they were saying, of course, it was all different in the 70s because you didn't actually have any uh, any late night food places. We didn't have Chinese takeaways. We didn't have KFC. We didn't have Big Macs. We didn't have anything. It all came over from America. All we had was Wimpy and the coffee bar. And the coffee bar was where you really got your burger. And then, then the wimpies opened up, and that was that was sort of quite a nice thing to do. But to be honest with you, it uh, it was all completely different back then. We were all in bed by ten o'clock, I think. Well, I certainly was. If you were seen on the on the um, on on the town later than ten o'clock, the police stopped you. Nowadays, they don't. And uh, <clears throat> Steve, LBC uh, used to be a uh, I used to be a wimpy chef in Collindale. Now I'm a taxi driver, and there's two near me: Eltham and Welling. Eltham and Welling. And uh, and uh, Carl says, love wimpy bars. I used to go to the one in Clapham Junction, but it closed. Oh, they are around. They are around. They were, they were, you know, they were very popular. Very popular. I think it was the first place I think I ever had a brown derby or a Knickerbocker glory. It was all, it was all good stuff. It really was. <laughs> Nowadays, of course, it's seen as fast food and it's not particularly good for us, which is a little bit of a shame. Uh, Caroline Flack makes the paper state only briefly. She might not be the biggest star in her own home. Her cute Scottish cat, Waffle, assigned to a talent agency. God, how embarrassing when a cat starts overtaking you, which is not so good, is it? And uh, Alexa Chung and Pixie Geldof have offered to fund their singer pal, Remy Nicole's Hendu, ahead of her October wedding. Pixie Geldof, she's not still around, is she? What does she do? Anything? Anybody Anybody come up with that one for me? Answer, no. Uh, so, according to the Sunday Express... Uh, they've said the cuts, which led to the drowning. No cash to guard the beaches. Canberra Sounds. I mean, you know, local councils don't have that sort of money. But they've said on Canberra Sounds that they're going to be having uh, lifeguards there until the end of the summer season. What will happen? We'll finish the summer season. And all of a sudden, people will start going back to the beach. It'll be one of those silly freak things where we get a free bit of sunshine. But uh, they're going to stay there. It's a big bit of beach they are patrolling. But uh, as somebody says... You know, they can't be everywhere. And also, unguarded beaches means that more people will die. The other thing you've got to look at is when they put up notices, there are those people out there who will go and rip them down. They'll go and destroy things. Because people are like that, because they're sick. You know, I think they should be held... We should put cameras on everything, but you can't, can you? It would be just absolutely ludicrous. But at least they're going to... Uh, I guess they're going to be guarding it for a little while. There's a wimpy in Camberley. Ooh. 
There you go. It's a bit flash, actually. We quite like that idea. Uh, the Mail today, at last. MOS victory on foreign aid. Uh, the Mail on Sunday's campaign to tackle the UK's bloated foreign aid budget scored a victory when the government decided that tens of millions of pounds can be diverted to fund the war on terror. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 I don't know why we give money away to countries who are so much richer than ourselves. We seem to send billions abroad. The sooner we stop it, the better. Catherine Zeta-Jones has got a £7 million mansion. Which sounds lovely, doesn't it? Uh, but they're, they're, they're selling it. They're selling it. And uh, they're selling it for a knockdown price. In fact, it's in Mallorca. It's quite big, actually. It's, uh, it's an estate uh, owned by them. And they've knocked seven million off it. How much was this thing? How much do you think it went on the market for? It's 247 acres, which is, you know, kind of big. Uh, originally went on sale two years ago for 41 million. And now... They said they've actually, uh, they're, they're considering offers of 34. Considering offers of, th- he only paid 2.7 for it. 34 million. Oh, Lord. That's a lot of money. I've got to go, I've just realised. It's a shame, I could sit here for hours, seriously. I'm, I'm enjoying myself this morning. So thank you very much indeed for your uh, company. Uh, I will be here tomorrow, Bank Holiday Monday. Don't be late. We're here from, uh, from four till seven. Tomorrow till seven. Bit of a treat, we know. So that's something to look forward to. You can listen to LBC whenever you want, wherever you are. Download that free LBC app for your mobile or tablet and never miss a moment. Leading Britain's conversation at 10, it's Katie Hopkins. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Steve Allen Show. But now with Bank Holiday Breakfast, it's Andrew Castle. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am. 